And I'm Tom Rideout. Question mark greater than. <laughs> no? Just, <come> <laughs> you don't use ending PHP blocks anymore. But since when? You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast, episode 13, recorded Thursday, June 2nd, 2016. Today, we talk about our favorite person on the 100 awesome women in the open source community you should know list, how Google beats Oracle in a judgment, what's coming up in Laravel 5.3, the next day camp for developers, all about DevOps, and our upcoming meetups, SDPHP Downtown, SDPHP North County, and the upcoming Laravel meetup. Let's get started. Hey, guys. Hey, Eric. How's hey, it Eric. How's it going? It's going well. Going well. Can't complain. So guess what? They came out with the top 15 Laravel people to follow online, and you won't believe this. Me. No? I was I, I was one of them. John, you, you, would th- you, would, you would clearly be one of the ones I would think be on there. Uh, Why? Because I've done so much in Laravel? No. No, I'm just being an ass right now. No, <laughs> none of us are on there. <laughs> That's weird because all of my non-existent GitHub Laravel-based projects are are <laughs> really popular. Yes, yeah, surprisingly, none of us made the list. Mm. So, so that we had we had that to look forward to this week. But there are some cool people on here. But but since we're on the topic, we we were talking about our guest speaker last week of Snipeyhead, and she, yeah, she actually did make the list. Or not. The Laravel list, but she made the 100 awesome women in the open source community you should know. Absolutely. I, I, that doesn't surprise me at all. That doesn't surprise me at all either, but you started this whole conversation with, they came out with this list, and I was expecting some sort of person to be acknowledged. Even if it was <laughs> PHP Ugly. I thought PHP Ugly was going to be acknowledged for talking about Laravel all the time or something. Yeah. No, we're... We're the top. We're one of the top three podcasts with less than thirty listeners that talks about Laravel. <laughs> Way to drill down in there, Pakistan. Right? Yeah. yeah, no, it's in very it, specific it, neighborhoods in Pakistan. <laughs> I've seen the numbers. Yeah, we're we're strangely popular in Pakistan. <laughs> so Allison made the list of the top one hundred awesome women. She totally no surprise. Did. Yes, no surprise. Yes. So I thought that was cool. She she just spoke at our Laravel meetup, and here she is on a pretty. And, and we know you you mentioned it last week how she had a pretty significant voice, especially on Twitter. So yeah, you know it's interesting to me though is that I I never followed her on Twitter because she was a woman in tech. I followed her on Twitter because she's a very intelligent person until yeah she's an intelligent person in tech in tech that's relevant to me you know i i I can understand the need for for a community to focus on the women that are doing things in the community and stuff like that you know naturally tech has a problem with with the culture of geek men but uh i just sort of never thought of her as oh yeah yeah she is a woman in tech that's an important that's relevant information (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's she just funny as hell. She she says some funny things and uh, enlightening things. So it, it's good to see what she's saying. So yeah, she mentioned my I, she mentioned my nipples specifically in in one of her tweets, which I thought was 
a very very nice of her. Oh, I don't, she... I, I don't think they were yours. I think they were Eric's because she was right next to him. She she was well, nipple she was nipple height. Hashtag right. nipple height. Well, it was and it was cold in there. It was <laughs> AC was cranked up. That was a great picture. I I forget that I'm a I'm a rather large man. I mean, I'm, I'm tall. I'm a little taller than the average man, but I'm I'm also a wide individual. And I, I see myself in pictures with like that. I'm like, wow. I, I kind of you know make her look like a dwarf. She look she looked like one of those uh, what are those little dolls called with the fluffy the troll hair? Dolls? The troll dolls. She looked yes. horrible so, that you said that. She looked so mean. Tell, no. tell me you didn't think it. I didn't think that one bit. <laughs> she does have two foot tall pink hair. I mean, purple. It, it's not an. Is it purple now? I thought it was purple. I, no, I thought, well, you, we've we decided you're colorblind, though. That's true. That we have. <laughs> I felt bad but, the, when she first moved back to San Diego. We happened to be having our meetups downtown, uh, right there. <laughs> and I saw I saw a woman walk across the street, and I knew she had just moved back. A woman walking with tall uh, pink mohawk. So I immediately was like texting her or writing to her on Twitter like, hey, are you downtown right now? Why aren't you at our meetup? It wasn't her. That was like the last time we heard from her in like months. I, I think yeah. that's why she never came back to SDPHV. Also, to be, to, be, to be clear, SDPHP was her meetup before it was ours. We, we've, we sit on top of what was her work. <laughs> True. Why do you got to bring me down? I don't, I don't like That's you taking fair. credit for anything. <laughs> well, got to got to knock you down a few pegs every once in a while. There you go. We missed a big story last week. <clears throat> we did. That's because it happened the day that we recorded our podcast, and we're dumb and didn't think about it at all until I mean, immediately after we hit stop on our recordings. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were talking about it after the recording. <laughs> so Oracle beat. I mean, Google beat Oracle. So far, you, you know. We story. all beat Oracle. So that's how you feel about it. You, you feel a hundred percent, hundred percent. What what Oracle was suing Google for? If they had won, it would put PHP at jeopardy. It would put Node at jeopardy. It, well, would, no, it would. So I agree with you. Well, I, I don't know. If, I don't. I, I don't know if I follow the whole PHP Node approach. But if they if they had won, I think it would have put a lot of things in jeopardy, mainly the the Android platform. But that's another topic. Do you think they deserve to win? Did Google deserve to win? Yes, absolutely. Well, depends on what part you're you're reading there. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I don't know all the details, but if, so, they're making, if they're making use of just the Java APIs, I agree. I mean, APIs are out there. They're not. Yes, they can be licensed, I guess, but mm-hmm. if you give access to your API, even though you don't want to, then it's not licensed. It's actually a little worse than that. What the suit was over was the the method names, essentially. So Google decided, hey, you know, we don't want to use Java, but we do want a language that everyone is accustomed to and familiar with. So they took the Java language and implemented all of the methods of the language in their own operating system. So what you end up with is a completely different language, but the syntax and the 
the commands and everything about it are all the same. Well, and I, I mean, again, I didn't sit in all the court cases, and I'm I'm only getting bit, bits and pieces of the story myself. But my understanding was that it was pretty clear that there was some copying, pasting going on. But not of code. There, there was no copying and pasting of code. There was just the the ideas that that Java implemented were copied. But it, but isn't Android built on top of Java? At least that's the core op, the core language used to create. Android it's the lang- It's the language, but it's not the engine. Right. Okay. So you're using you're writing in Java the language, but it compiles to Google's version. It doesn't use the Java compiler. In the same way that there is an open JDK. Open JDK is the exact same thing where it is implementing all of the methods of Java and all of the core functionality of Java, but it is not running any of Oracle's code. Gotcha. Um, and, and the, I mean, it's, it's important too that the, the judge who is ruling on this is a thorough dude. He taught himself Java for the purpose of these court cases. It's not the specific case, but there were many cases revolving around this dispute. And he he actually spent two years learning Java so that he could give a ruling on this. But he didn't give a ruling. It, it, it was a jury. Yeah. So, well, well so, I'm sorry. He, he does rule, actually. The jury gives their opinion, and the judge rules the jury's opinion. It's a, a, a whole but, but, syntactical thing. Yeah, but if the jury said that Google was guilty instead of innocent, the judge can't overrule them. I thought that was the whole point of a jury. Right. And that, that's what concerns me is a jury. The jury, but the jury doesn't have the authority. The judge has the authority. So the judge is required to execute the jury's opinion so, because the judge has the authority of the state. The are jury does semantics here? That's what I said. Yeah, it's, it's a semantical issue. But so when I say, yeah, he, he wanted to be able to rule on this correctly. All right, legal beagle hour. It's over. <laughs> so, so back on, back on the code though, it, it does say very clearly that they they copied over eleven thousand lines of code, and that this is not something anybody's disputing. So there was copying of code. I also I don't see it in this article, but I heard from another source that one of the pieces of evidence that was submitted was a presentation from Google for an internal meeting that clearly outlines, hey, if we do this with Sun's Java, we have to get a license to stay legal. And and so it, they, they clearly had identified that the way they were implementing it meant that they, they needed to get a license to stay legal, and they chose not to do that. So I, I, I Really? I didn't see that part. Yeah, I don't. It's not in this article. I actually heard that from the Linux podcast I, I listen to. Um, I'll, I'll try to find some collaborating documentation on that. But you know, there, there are those things now. Just a general overview, and I mentioned this on Twitter as well. The fact that Oracle can sue Google over something that was never their product. They're suing Oracle, or they're suing Google for more than they bought Sun for. It's just, it's just ridiculous that this can happen. So they, they essentially purchased Sun probably with the sole purpose of suing Google. <laughs> I mean, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's, I don't think that's very disputed. Um, in fact, 
you know, one of the issues with our court system is that anyone can sue anyone over anything. You don't have to have grounds. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Your your case might get thrown out of court, but the person you're suing will still incur legal fees unless they countersue you. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can you can sue anyone for anything, even if you don't own it. I mean, there there are plenty of people who sue other people for things that they didn't even own in the first place. It's crazy. <clears throat> So, all right, who watches who watches Silicon Valley? I'm done talking about legal stuff. I want to talk about something funny. Thank you. I want to. I've watched. <laughs> I watched the first few episodes. I, I just don't have HBO, and I, I think that's what it's on now. Yeah, it's okay. HBO. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but I you guess, have the internet. I'm not. I I just can't bring myself to download things that are quote unquote pirated. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I just don't do it, and. So I'm waiting for it to come out in a means where I can watch it and pay money. Do you watch it? Well, I, I mean, I pay for things like Netflix and Hulu, and I had HBO go for for a little while, but it's just one more expense that I wasn't getting value out of. Well, you know, it's out on DVD. You can go to the library and uh, well, not pirate. But the library is over a mile away from my house. I mean, it's like one point one miles away. Uh, I can walk to it, but it's too far away for me to go rent it. Says says the most in shape person in this podcast. <laughs> hey, I'm in shape. I'm I'm the shape of round. That's not your shape. You are not. Shape. I, round would be a bizarre shape to see a person in. <laughs> Do you watch Silicon Valley? Thomas? Absolutely. Did you, Absolutely. Did That's you a see fantastic the, uh, show? I think you were going overboard a little bit. Did you see the tabs versus spaces argument? Uh, you know what? It's an argument that I, I didn't see the episode yet, but I've had this argument many <laughs> times. I, I watched the I watched the one we're talking about that was posted on Twitter, um, the Practical Dev, and I laughed. It was hilarious. <laughs> so I'm watching it with my <laughs> wife, and it was funny because uh, we just we just had this conversation not too long ago about Emacs and Vim, and she goes, "I don't understand <laughs> because." She had a, a wife, a friend of hers who was the wife of a geek, and he posted something and Beck brought it to my attention. I'm like, I asked if he's an Emacs or Vim guy, and he replied <laughs> with Emacs, and I replied with my Vim. We had a little back and forth, and she's like, I don't understand these arguments. And then this comes on, and she's like, what is wrong with you guys? Is this really <laughs> what you guys talk about? I'm like... Unbelievably, yes. This is exactly yeah, what we uh, talk about. <laughs> you get bored. Now, uh, you know, what's funny is that I've actually taken a third option, and I'm now spacing uh, all my lines with emoji characters. There you go. Yeah, I, I have a script that just randomly chooses an emoji from the list, and so, you know, I've got you know, poop, dolphin, rainbow lines. Okay, so, so you're going to bring that up. Um, I recently came across a composer package, and I, her name is Sarah G, and I want to say Goldman, and she created. That's a, a weird name for a composer package. No, that's her name. She created a table flip package, so you can throw exceptions of table flip of the emoji character doing the table flip. That is like, awesome. Come there's on. Like th- there's like three or four, and it recently came out where she said there were 22 people that had installed this package, and she was just like blown away by it and Cal, Cal Evans posted it and he's, he did a facepalm because of it 
Now I gotta go find it, and it's that, funny. I would I would install that. Why Why would you facepalm that? That's an awesome package. <laughs> it, it was funny. Yeah, users never see exceptions anyways, right? right. Exactly. Right, right? Never. That's the idea. Anyways. Oh, come on. Yeah, Sarah, Sarah Goldman, and it it's literally just called Table Flip. Table Flip? I like and, it. And you can... Th- Throw table flip, throw pudgy table flip, throw Argo table flip. <laughs> um, I know, I know what I'm installing tomorrow. Well, the funny thing is, all of the, all of these exceptions ex- implement the, the, just the upside down table interface, so you can catch just that. So you, you have a fallback implementation. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> And this is where I learned about the assert function. I, I didn't know about that, but you can simply do assert some sort of, um, I don't know, some sort of... Table flipping exception? No, not exception. What is it called? You, you're looking for something to be false. And if it's false, you do something. But you have to turn it on, and there's a whole bunch more to it. But I just oh, yeah. learned about it. I just tweeted saying, hey, today I learned about the assert function. Always well, learning something new. That's the important I wonder part. If, I wonder if that'll be a default package in uh, Laravel 5.3. I, I, the table I, flip? I, I seriously doubt it, but we can, we can hope it's compatible with 5.3 at least. No, I know. <laughs> I actually I already, I already know what's going to be in 5.3 here. Um, there was an article released uh, on the official Laravel News blog. No, the official uh, Laravel blog, Laravel News. Oh. Yes, you are correct. Yeah, I <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Eric are we going to keep that silence in the podcast? Oh, I thought we might have lost you for a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, you you lost me. Um, yeah, no, we're we're getting some interesting stuff. Um, you know, one of the big ones that's been a, a fight for a long time is the query builder uh, returning collections. I think this um, is awesome. I, I was you know, I was very excited to see it because I know, especially when I first started doing Laravel trying to understand when something was returning an array and when something was turning a collection was driving me nuts. Yeah. And now it's just pretty much, hey, you're getting a collection back. Yeah, uh, that is going to break some backward compatibility for, you know, a couple different things, you, yeah, know, you of think? course. I mean, 5.3 five, five, in general is going to break lots of backwards compatibility, but it does add a lot of, does add a lot of cool stuff. Um, multiple migration paths, this is an interesting one. So if you have... Uh, a migration for load testing versus a migration for development versus a, a well, migration my, for production. My understanding of this one actually is more along the lines of if you're developing packages for Laravel, uh, currently the way you have to do it is if your package has any migrations, you have to copy your migration into the migration folder. Now you don't need to do that anymore. I, I think that was one of the benefits of this. I could be wrong on that, but I, I thought I remember hearing that. Yeah, the way I'm reading it, Eric is correct. Because I remember having that issue with other packages, like having to remember to run their migrations as well as my own, which is always a pain in the butt. I like what you're saying, Thomas, and I I think that'd be beneficial, but I don't know that this does that same thing, does it? It, it allows, yeah, it allows you to write commands that'll say, you know, migrate this instead of that or do this instead of that. So if in development or if in a testing environment, load this migration path. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I mean, th- these options. Yeah. Options are important. Um, 
we're also getting uh, a new event system called Laravel Echo. Yeah, it's, it's uh, not really new. It's just it's just being redone, right? I think Echo right. was a thing before. Um, I know Taylor's very excited about this one. He's this was a big big thing on his to do list for Laravel is getting this uh, messaging. Um, I'm not even sure if it's a messaging system, but it it's it, it's uh, enhances the events. So I know there's going to be the 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 framework component to it, and then there's also going to be a JavaScript component to it, so that you can get like those as events fire, you get that real time notification. Right. Yeah, and there's there's also a little bit of uh, uh, hullabaloo from Taylor on middleware. Um, recently, Taylor tweeted, uh, IMO, it remains to be demonstrated that sharing generic middleware saves more than about five minutes of dev time to begin with. So he doesn't seem to be a big fan of PSR 7. Um, but Laravel's not in the PSR group anymore, so it doesn't matter. That's true. Um, for, as, as for Laravel Echo, uh, Taylor did record a free Laracast video, about 20 minutes long, outlining the changes. So uh, even if you don't have Laracasts, you can hop on and view that one for free. Yeah, speaking of videos, uh, did you guys see the, the new upcoming Day Camp for Developers? You're a big Day Camp for Developer fan, aren't you? You've done yeah. a couple of these, haven't you? Yeah, well, I've done a few where I've attended live, but usually when I sign up, I sign up video only. Mm-hmm. Hence the, the now, this is, a, this is a PHP Nomad gig, right? No, well, it's separate. It's, it's by Cal Evans, so it's similar. Day camp for developers is kind of like a one day conference. You you can sit there all day. And they ha- normally have four or five great presenters uh, doing an hour. I think it's an hour hour plus presentation. Uh, Nomad is kind of like your your meetup group. It's one presentation, an hour long. Right, you're done. Right. So day camp for developers. It's one topic presented in different ways. So. The upcoming upcoming one is uh, DevOps. Uh, Chris Tankersley is doing deploying containers with Rancher. Uh, there's one for Biz DevOps for PHP, immutable servers, safe deployment every time, puppet chefs and Ansibles making sense of the provisioning circus, and operationalize your code: how to be BFS with your ops team or with the ops team. <laughs> So this one struck home with me because there's a lot of things in here I want to know more about. Docker is a big one. How can I use it more effectively? I actually bought Chris Tankerley's book uh, recently. I need to sit down and read it at some point. Uh, And then Ansible. Actually, I've I've used Puppet and Chef. They make sense to me, but I haven't gone gone far enough to use them in a way where I customize it. You haven't gone far enough into them to the to the point where they don't make sense anymore. Right. And then Ansible, I can't wrap my head around, and I don't know why. I know Eric, you use that, right? Yeah, I, and I just started, and I don't think I use it correctly. Uh, we have a developer on our team who was a big Ansible person, and he kind of convinced me to give it a try. And honestly, the way I'm using it, he he looked at my Ansible script and he was like, "Well, yeah, you can do it that way." <laughs> <laughs> you're basically you're basically using it like shell scripts, right? You're not doing yeah. anything. <laughs> so, so I use it more as a framework to bash 
is the way I'm implementing it. It's like, okay, how would I do this in Bash, and you know, what are the Ansible hooks for that? And and it does make it a little nicer. It makes it it makes the code a little more portable. Um, but and, and I'm sure I'm doing. I'm sure I'm not taking advantage of a lot of the a lot of the things Ansible brings to the table. But yeah, that's how I I use. It. I kind of use it as a Bash framework. Um, and I still need to look at those scripts. I know you've talked about it. I just haven't taken the time to review it and understand it. They're surprisingly simple. Uh, and it's funny. It's it's like there's... You you figure out what, what it is you want to do. You see the command you need to pass and Ansible to do it. And like each action is just like two lines of script, typically. I, I think where I got confused with, was with the whole tower piece. And I still don't know what that is. Yeah, I, so, I don't shy away with from that. Yeah, so we we have a client that was using that because of a previous developer, and when I started looking into it, I'm like, a hundred dollars a month for this? I don't understand what it's doing. So I kind of gave up, and I didn't really look any further. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a hundred dollars a month is a lot of money for for a website that's not even running currently. <laughs> yeah. That is a strong show of character, though, to, to look at something and go, I don't get it, throw it away. <laughs> no, it's more of the pricing. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm not paying $100 a month for, for this. <laughs> now, it's funny because I've used Puppet and Chef in the past, and those two felt overwhelming to me. Uh, I've, I, I've always kind of stumbled my th- way through them, th- through the implementation of them, but it never felt, it never really felt easy to do not that ansible is all that easy but so i've always done puppet through the p-u-p-h-p-e-t.com puppet.com but with for php and they make it very simple you choose your php version what uh well that's that's for that's for your vagrant box though right yeah yeah but that's how i that's how i've always used puppet oh i guess that's all i know I don't know it enough to go actually deploying my code somewhere. Yeah, if I I only use Puppet when I type Vagrant up. (laughs) That's I've gotten into Puppet before, and uh, boy, that is a that is a touchy, touchy little micro language. I I am not a fan of how fussy it is. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you on that. I don't know about it. I use. This website, it builds me a Puppet config file, and I'm good to go. <laughs> I've been happy the, the two or three times I've actually used it. Yeah, I don't know if that counts as using Puppet, having something just generated for you. So what do we got? What do we have? We got uh, some meetups. We had no meetup this. We had no meetup this week. No, no meetup. This is our one week. One week of it out of the month where we don't have anything to do. But a but a podcast. Yeah, we've found something to make ourselves busy. <laughs> Good job. Next week, next week we have a meetup. What do we got going on next week, John? So we have Dennis presenting uh, CSS Bootstrap. Can do that, really? Uh, Dennis Slade has uh, been an awesome presenter for us in the past, and this is his last presentation before he moves out of California. He's going back to New York. You drove another one away, did you, John? I, I'm trying to. I keep They're just dropping like flies. I keep pushing as many people away as possible. And, and Dennis is going to hurt a lot because he's always kind of been our our public outreach guy. He does the he, Geek Girl Conference, which he's doing again before he leaves for New York. And yeah, yeah, he he's did, awesome. Uh, yeah, we're going to miss him. 
you know, I, I met him once at the March Mingle, and uh, he was the reason I got into the SDPHP group in the first place. Really? Yep. Well, he, yeah. he, he did March Mingle. He's done March Mingle for us a couple times. John, John and I did it the first year, and I think Dennis had done it a couple years after that for us. And yeah, he was there the first year with us, and then he, yeah. he took over. And then he um, continued to do it. <laughs> yeah. And then I sent out an email uh, probably before the last meetup where we were just down to the wire and didn't have anybody. Uh, we found somebody that at the same time he stepped up and said, Hey, I'll do a presentation. So I was like, we happen to just find somebody, but you're up for next month. And he was racking his, his brain trying to come up with something. And, uh, the thing that keeps sticking out with him was CSS can do so much today, so much more today than it could, you know, previously. So he just wants PHP developers to know how they can use CSS to their advantage. And, Little things that you don't think about, like alternating rows in a table, where as a PHP developer, I'm like, yeah, for each this, and then <laughs> if it, just assign assign every other row a different class. Yeah, if it's divisible by two, yeah. assign it this class. If not, assign it another class. And he's like, no, CSS can handle that for you. <laughs> so, yeah, if 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 mod two equals zero, then green. Exactly. So he, he's he's going to show us a, a lot of shortcuts of how to handle things in PHP or within our templates. So it'll be exciting. I've got an interesting meetup coming up here as well. Um, so yours, Thomas, yours is on June 14th, right? Yeah. And, you know, we sent out a, a sort of survey to our members and asked them, what do you want to hear about? What What is it that keeps you from coming? And what would make you really want to come? And uh, advanced topics seems to be the uh, the thing everyone wants to hear about. So uh, we've got Jesse Decker presenting on the React framework and uh, event-driven non-blocking I.O. So, you know, we're going to get pretty deep into some stuff, um, and, and hopefully we'll all also be looking at uh, uh, single-load bootstrapping. So you can bootstrap once and then execute, you know, hundreds of times on a single bootstrap instance. And that guy is so smart. Yeah. You got, so, a, you got a good presenter there. That'll be that'll be really nice. Uh, hopefully, Eric will be able to make it to that meetup. Yeah, what about uh, me? Uh, You're a bastard. All right, you I'm are not, me, I'm you are going to make it. Nope. No, you are going to make it. RS, Eric might he did not. RSVP for it. Well, of course not. He likes so. to keep me in suspense. <laughs> yeah, if I'm if I'm in town, I will I will be there. But it's that's questionable. So is this the is this the React PHP framework or React? the javascript framework this is react php framework nice. i i've done a presentation on that one i i'm a fan of that one i we spoke about this last week actually so no he said we're going into an advanced topic <laughs> ouch jeez man i'm gonna have to put something on that burn it's it's been good having john here but we're gonna have to let him go <laughs> this is why we can't be friends <laughs> All right. Well, what's, while we're on the topic, what's coming up for the Litterville meetup on the twenty second? I assume. Oh boy, yeah, uh, we actually we spent the time and filled that out ahead of time <laughs> so that we we actually knew what it was going to be. And now I don't remember what it's going to be. Uh, well, I, I do. I think you're doing one of the talks, aren't you, Thomas? It's oh, creating boy. services and developing reusable packages. Yeah. And it does say Tom right out. <laughs> it does say that. Oh, boy. Now that you mention it, that was my idea to do a, a tag team piece. 
Yeah. Who, yeah. who are you tag teaming no. with? You. No, you're not. <laughs> Don't you have to ask before you just push somebody into that role? <laughs> I did ask. He said, I will do that. I just gave a presentation, Holy but I'll do that crap, one. Holy crap, he did put me on there. Jesus Christ. I didn't put you on there. You wrote that description. <laughs> I did not. You did. I don't even know what this is. <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be showing us how to use Git to write to a package as you develop it and test it. <laughs> oh my god, we were doing that for work. I wasn't telling you I wanted to present on it. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> this is the thing. You can't have a conversation without with Thomas anymore. You have what he goes. All right, that sounds like a good presentation. I'm just gonna put you down here. <laughs> Hey, I'm filling seats. Involuntarily, yes, but they're getting filled. Oh, man. That is terrifying. Well, it's a good thing I looked, I guess. When were you going to tell me? The day before. We discuss- I, Okay, I have chat logs, so, so cool your jets. Uh, Eric, I thought we agreed you weren't doing any more presentations anytime soon because we got way too much going on work-wise. I was yeah, he, he mentioned that. Yeah. And he I, mentioned and that I, specifically. I just did a presentation last Laravel meetup, so I thought I had met my quota. I thought you had as well. This uh, this meetup has not been announced yet, by the way, so I still have an opportunity to remove myself. <laughs> oh, hold on. Let me. Let and me you're find editing this podcast, so you can just remove this whole section. You're good to go. It's like it never nobody, happened. Nobody knows. <laughs> do, 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 do. Where is that link? Where did that go? So like, okay. I, I have to announce it now. I'm afraid it's been announced. <laughs> All right, well, in. Again, if I'm in town, I will. I, I guess I will be more than happy to do this. Well, is that is that the really? week? No, this is the week after you, when you're out of town. Yeah, you're you're back. Uh, no, I might not be back. Oh, for the Laravel <laughs> meetup? Yeah. Oh yeah, you did say yeah. that, didn't you? Yeah. Because now I, you're pulling out. No, I I said I said I'm leaving the 14th, and I may or may not be back. I might actually be gone. No, well, not gone, but in Arizona. That yeah, he he week. did say that. You might have to do this one yourself. I remember mm. that in Slack. Might have to do this one myself, John. What are you doing on the twenty uh, second there? Careful, John. <laughs> um, I, mean, uh, I have I have the editor open right now, so if you just say the right word, I'm, I'm having a baby. Oh, wait, baby the is the word. Thank you. Baby is the word. That, is, that, that was the code word. That is yeah. July twenty second, not June twenty second. Really? Boy. That's that, that's the due date. Yeah, July twenty second. It's July coming up quick. 22nd? Wow. Grayson turns two here in like a week and a half. That's, un- yeah. that's unbelievable. Seems like yesterday. Yep. So yeah, we're we're I think seven and a half weeks till our due date. Uh, I think I think we're winding down. We made it through all our stories. I suppose. So, do we have a uh, sign-off? Yes, this every week. We, every week, yes. I, I'm gonna, yeah, because you know we do? still I'm don't have one. Sign-off, I'm going to put it in the podcast and make you listen to it to know that it's actually there. And you know what's going to happen? Next week, I'm going to ask you, do we have a sign-off? <laughs> if, you, if you haven't come up with a sign-off, we don't have a sign-off, no. This, is, this has been PHP Ugly. That's, that's pretty much our sign-off. Thanks for listening. I'm John Congdon. I'm Eric Van Johnson.
And I'm Tom Rideout. Question mark greater than. <laughs> no? <laughs> Come on. You don't use ending PHP blocks anymore. But since when? Nobody uses them anymore. Uh, this is Tom Wright out. Uh, Question mark greater than. You need to keep this whole piece in there for like every episode moving forward. Nobody uses that anymore. <laughs> I think I think we just got our sign off right there. Thank you for listening to the PHP Ugly podcast. PHP Ugly can be found on Twitter at PHP Ugly. You can also follow the host Tom Rideout on Twitter at Real Rideout. John Congdon on Twitter at John Congdon, and myself, Eric Van Johnson, on Twitter at Shokum. That's spelled S-H-O-C-M. Notes and links from this episode can be found on GitHub at github.com forward slash phpugly forward slash podcasts.